on the second day of in-person early voting. As that gets underway at 7 o'clock, Duval County already setting a blistering pace. More than 28,000 ballots cast. Overall, Democrats outpacing Republicans in Duval County, 54 to 31 percent uh, through St. John's, Nassau, and Clay Counties. As one would expect, the GOP is far outpacing Democrats after the first day, at least, of in-person early voting. Continuing coverage of You Decide 2020, two weeks until Election Day. Brian Kilmeade is going to be back at 9 o'clock here on the radio. Brian, already in Florida, in-person early voting, setting a blistering pace. Can we draw some early reads on uh, where the energy may be going? No, I don't think so. I, I think the early voting was always supposed to, the mail-in voting was supposed to be preferred by Democrats. I think that uh, because of the president's urging especially, he's like, listen, you know, I'd rather you vote on Election Day if you can do it. And the other thing to keep in mind is the early voting is more chance for error, you know, whether it's the Pennsylvania three envelope rule or whether it's not signing certain ballots or the signature doesn't seem to match according to some poll worker or, God forbid, something happens in the actual post office. So there is a certain percentage that doesn't get counted every year. That's just the way it works. Uh, uh, let alone problems they're going to have in the state, like New Jersey, who's never done it before, didn't update their voter rolls, but thought it would be a good idea to say it's really basically uh, ridiculous to vote in person. It'll only be counted as provisional, so either vote by mail or don't vote at all. And there's a few states that did the same thing. So I think it just shows enthusiasm on all sides. The thing, the big thing with the Democrats is they got the money, and that does show momentum. They have almost uh, outraised Republicans two to one all across the board. Special commission last evening that runs the presidential debates, changing the rules for Thursday to keep the president and Joe Biden from interrupting each other. What do you make of that? It's unbelievable. I mean, these people can just make things up on the fly, but yet they say they have a secret panel that decides everything in a nonpartisan way. But we're going to have a virtual debate at 7 in the morning. I'll announce it the day after the vice presidential debate to deconflict, as if we don't analyze the debate the day before. And, you know, I talked to Frank Farenkopf during uh, our hour that you guys cover live on WOKV, and you heard he's a member of the debate commission. And then we find out about the moderator. Uh, a Google search says he works for Ted Kennedy and interned for Joe Biden and just had a picture with him and tweeted out anti-Trump slogans. How he made the cut, I don't know. And then we're watching this moderator with NBC background whose dads are big, whose parents are big Democratic donors who was twice registered and unregistered as a Democrat who has the most hostile questions uh, in the press room of anyone. She gets the moderator slot, but they can't do anything about it, they say. But by the way, in the middle of the night, I will just make a decision to put a mute button on the president of the United States and the person that wants to be. So to me, I am just stunned by the, uh, by the shoot-from-the-hip approach. And I think that the Trump camp really has a good argument, and it's into the American people's best interest, to not do the same topics again. Can we get foreign policy? And yeah, Hunter Biden's emails bring that up. It looks more and more real as it looks like the sheets show that he signed off on it. And the FBI actually has paperwork that said they picked it up. The guy's story's adding up. But I, I care about why Joe Biden was told by Secretary of Defense Gates that he's been on the wrong side of every national security and foreign policy decision over the last 40 years. I care about a guy that oversaw the Iraq policy that had us pull out, and in came ISIS, that he called the JV team along with Barack Obama. I care about the making of two islands that were militarized by China under his watch. And he, I care that he said in his first appearance, China are good folks, folks. Really? 
So now we're going to get back in the Paris, uh, Paris climate change. That might, that might be great for everyone that loves to give our tax dollars to other countries. And now we're going to get back in bolstering the Iranian deal, which was a calamity by all, all, all analysis, I believe, and has led – the fact that we walked away from it has led to peace with two other countries and two more on deck between Israel and these other nations. So uh, at least let him defend it. And there, right now, there's no category for it. How could you not talk about foreign policy as a president in a debate? Yeah. So please, if you're going to show flexibility, put a mute button in. Can you do me a favor and put foreign policy in? Usually it is about foreign policy. We'll certainly see on Thursday whether or not there may be any ground covered there. We'll have live coverage for you at 9 o'clock on Thursday, 9 p.m. 9 a.m. today. Be listening for continuing coverage of the Road to the White House with the Brian Kilmeade Show here on 104.5 FM. 